Hello, this is Empires and Civilizations. Episode 16, The End of the Umayyad Caliphate. During the reign of Yazid II, the caliph's brother Hisham was next in line, while the caliph's son Al-Walid was second in line. When Yazid died and Hisham became caliph, Al-Walid was 15. At first, Hisham had a positive relationship with Al-Walid, but as time passed, Al-Walid became increasingly devoted to drinking wine and fulfilling sensual desires. Al-Walid even acquired drinking buddies. Hisham wanted to keep these bad influences away from Al-Walid, so he put Al-Walid in charge of the pilgrimage in January 735, but that could not prevent Al-Walid's drinking habits. This was the final straw for Hisham. Hisham tried to convince Al-Walid to withdraw from the succession, but Al-Walid refused. So, when Hisham died in early 743, his dissolute nephew became Al-Walid II. It seemed that Al-Walid II's reign was off to a good start, as the new caliph increased stipends for the Syrians and provided slaves for the blind and crippled. However, Al-Walid II aroused political opposition by supporting members of the Qais faction of tribes. One such member was Yusuf ibn Umar, Hisham's appointed governor of Iraq, who Al-Walid retained. Al-Walid appointed his maternal uncle, Yusuf ibn Muhammad, as governor of Mecca and Medina. As a case supporter, Al-Walid II allowed his governors to persecute their Yaman opponents. The former governor of Iraq, Khalid ibn Abdallah al-Khazri, was tortured to death by Yusuf ibn Umar. Hisham's son Suleiman and other Umayyad nobles who challenged Al-Walid's accession were thrown into prison. Even worse, Al-Walid's devotion to drinking and sex became even more frequent after he became caliph. All of these events led to the creation of a broad coalition of discontented Umayyads, members of the family of Khalid al-Khazri, and other leading Yamanis who were all united in their opposition to Al-Walid II. The leader of this opposition was Al-Walid's cousin Yazid, a son of Al-Walid I, who advocated for the caliph's assassination. Many people flocked to give Yazid the oath of allegiance. Al-Walid II was besieged in his palace in Bakra, a village 25 kilometers south of Palmyra, until he was executed on April 15, 744. The new caliph, Yazid III, initiated the Third Fitna, which consisted of a series of uprisings against the Umayyad Caliphate, at the end of which the Umayyads would be overthrown. Yazid III was faced with his share of revolts. The population of Homs refused to recognize Yazid as caliph and staged an uprising. Yazid sent envoys to the people of Homs, inviting them to a council instead of requiring them to give him the oath of allegiance. However, the envoys were attacked and driven out of the city, so Yazid was forced to send in the troops. After returning several estates of Suleiman ibn Hisham that had been seized by Al-Walid II, Yazid ordered him to deal with the insurgents. Meanwhile, the people of Homs already bested an Umayyad army. Because of their victory, they became so confident that they appointed their own governor. Then they sent a message to Suleiman ibn Hisham, informing him that they were coming to him. However, they bypassed Suleiman's army and headed towards Damascus. Suleiman caught wind of these plans and defeated the rebels at a village 14 miles away from Damascus. The remaining rebels fled for Jordan and Palestine, but the rebellion was eventually crushed. Yazid did everything possible to give his reign some legitimacy. He was said to have boasted that he was descended from the ruling Byzantine and Sassanid families. He had a reputation for aestheticism and piety, and many of his supporters recognized him as a righteous imam. Since Yazid's main supporters came from Yamanis in the region surrounding Damascus, 
Yazid deposed the pro-case governor of Iraq, Yusuf ibn Umar, replacing him with Mansur ibn Jumhur. Sometime later, Yazid replaced Mansur with Umar II's son, Abdallah. Unfortunately, Yazid III died from plague in Damascus in September 744. His rule lasted only about five to six months. He was succeeded by his brother Ibrahim, but Ibrahim's rule was not universally recognized, and upon becoming caliph, Ibrahim immediately faced a rebellion led by the governor of Armenia, Marwan ibn Muhammad. Proclaiming to avenge the death of al-Walid II, Marwan initially marched against Yazid III, but instead, Marwan concluded a peace agreement with the caliph, in which Marwan was rewarded with the governorship of the Jazeera. When Yazid III died, Marwan resumed his march. Entering northern Syria, Marwan defeated two of Ibrahim's brothers, Bishr and Mazur, and took them prisoner. Meanwhile, the people of Homs refused to recognize Ibrahim as caliph, so Ibrahim sent Abdulaziz ibn al-Hajjaj to besiege the city. Marwan raised the siege and received the oath of allegiance from its people. Next, Ibrahim sent out an army led by Suleiman ibn Hisham, but on November 18, 744, this army was decisively defeated by Marwan at Ain al-Jar. Now that Marwan's route to Damascus was unobstructed, the Umayyads executed the two sons of al-Walid II. Prior to the Battle of Ain al-Jar, Marwan vowed to make one of them caliph, and the Umayyads feared that if given the chance, the sons would take revenge on their father's murderers. Ibrahim and Suleiman ibn Hisham fled to Palmyra. Since the claimants to the caliphate were dead, the inhabitants of Damascus gave the oath of allegiance to Marwan as he approached the city. However, after becoming caliph, Marwan returned to his residence in Haran. For the first time, an Umayyad caliph ruled outside Syria. But Marwan was forced to return to Syria when a rebellion erupted in the region. In Homs, a man named Thabit ibn Nuwaym incited the Yamanis to revolt. In July 745, Marwan personally obtained the submission of the city. Then, he sent a force to relieve Damascus, which was under siege by Yazid ibn Khalid al-Khazri. Yazid was killed, and Thabit was executed following his unsuccessful siege of Tiberias. Now that his rule over Syria was once again secure, Marwan had the oath of allegiance given to his two sons as his successors. However, the tranquility in Syria was short-lived. Marwan raised a Syrian force to join the Mesopotamian army under Yazid ibn Umar ibn Hubeira, which was trying to assert Marwan's authority in Iraq. When the Syrian force reached Rusafa, the residence of Suleiman ibn Hisham, it recognized Suleiman in opposition to Marwan. Suleiman took possession of Kinazrin and attracted support from the rest of Syria, but he met Marwan in open battle and was defeated. Suleiman and the remnants of his army fled to Homs, which Marwan besieged for a second time. After several months, the city finally submitted. Meanwhile, the Karajites, under the leadership of Dahak ibn Qais al-Shaybani, took advantage of the chaos to launch their own revolt, which successfully captured the important city of Kufa. Abdallah ibn Umar, Yazid III's appointed governor of Iraq, gave Dahak the oath of allegiance. This was unthinkable, since a Karajite leader was never given such legitimacy. In the spring of 746, Dahak captured Mosul, taking advantage of Marwan's troubles in Syria. Marwan's son Abdallah was able to check the Karajite advance long enough until Marwan achieved the subjugation of Homs. Marwan diverted his forces east to deal with the Karajite threat. In the late summer of 746, Marwan defeated and killed Dahak, and during the next year, the Karajites were driven out of Mesopotamia. By the end of 747, 
it seemed like Marwan fully achieved domination over the Islamic world, but a new threat arose from the east, the Abbasid Revolution. The storm clouds that were the Abbasid Revolution had been gathering for decades, beginning with the Hashimiya movement. During the Second Fitna, the revolt of al-Mukhtar in 685 arose in the name of Muhammad ibn al-Hanafiya, a son of Ali. When ibn al-Hanafiya died in 700 or 701, his followers split into three groups, one of which was led by his son Abu Hashim and became known as the Hashimiya. When Abu Hashim died in 716, leadership of his movement transferred to Muhammad ibn Ali, a grandson of Abbas, uncle of the Prophet Muhammad. Muhammad ibn Ali used the Hashimiya movement and its associated propaganda to promote the Abbasid family's claims to the caliphate. From its headquarters in Kufa, the Hashimiya sent emissaries to Khorasan, far away from Umayyad core territories. The most prominent emissary, Kidash, won considerable success, but he was executed in 736 for publicly making anti-Umayyad propaganda. Kidash's extreme doctrines alienated the moderate Shia, who Muhammad ibn Ali hoped to win over, so Muhammad made his chief missionary Suleiman ibn Kathir. There was a brief period of inactivity following Muhammad ibn Ali's death in 743. Muhammad was succeeded by his son Ibrahim, who was accepted by his followers. In 745 or 746, Ibrahim made Abu Muslim his personal representative in Khorasan. Because Abu Muslim was a slave of Persian origin, his early life was unknown. The Abbasids found him imprisoned, liberated him, and sent him to Ibrahim ibn Muhammad, who oversaw his education. It seemed that they recognized Abu Muslim's talents before he even had the chance to use them. Although Abu Muslim's preachings in Khorasan were extreme and even alienated him from more moderate missionaries like Suleiman ibn Kathir, he was successful in reaching the native Persians and acquiring followers. Abu Muslim became the undisputed leader of the mission. All this time, Abbasid preaching occurred privately, but in June 747, Ibrahim ibn Muhammad decided to make his movement public. Ibrahim's decision may have been influenced by the fact that both the moderate Shia and Karajites rose in revolt within the last decade, weakening the Umayyad state in the process. In Safid Hanj, a suburb of Merv, Abu Muslim symbolically raised a black flag, which was meant to reject the Umayyad white banner. After he openly proclaimed the Abbasid revolt, Abu Muslim received considerable support from non-Arab Khorasanis. The outbreak of the Abbasid Revolution took the Umayyad governor of Khorasan, Nasser ibn Sayyar, completely by surprise. Nasser was already fighting Judei ibn Ali al-Kirmani, so he definitely did not need another enemy. All early attempts made by Nasser to crush the Abbasid Revolt failed. Barwan II also quickly became aware of this new revolt. After intercepting a letter from Abu Muslim to Ibrahim ibn Muhammad, Marwan ordered Ibrahim's arrest. Ibrahim was found in Humaymah and thrown into prison. On February 14th, 748, Abu Muslim, with his troops bolstered by his alliance with Al-Kirmani, entered Merv and ordered that the Oath of Allegiance be given to the Hashimiya. From Merv, the Abbasids captured all of Khorasan. Abu Muslim places General Qataba ibn Shabib at the head of a vanguard and ordered him to pursue Nasser ibn Sayyar. Nasser kept escaping his clutches, fleeing to Nishapur and then Cumis. In late July, Kataba entered the province of Georgian and defeated an Umayyad force, killing its governor. After receiving reinforcements from the caliph, Nasser made his stand at Ray, only for the city to fall to the Abbasids. While fleeing to Hamadan, Nasser died in November 748, and the Abbasid juggernaut kept moving westward. 
at Isfahan, Kataba defeated an Umayyad force 50,000 strong. The last major city in Khorasan that had not fallen to the Abbasids was Nahavand. Fleeing Umayyads from Khorasan bolstered the city's defenses. For three months, Kataba besieged Nahavand. Then, the Syrian Umayyad troops negotiated a deal with Kataba. While the Syrian Umayyads were spared, the Khorasani Umayyads were handed over to Kataba and executed upon the orders of Abu Muslim. Not a single Khorasani Umayyad soldier was spared. With the fall of Nahavand, the Umayyads lost Khorasan to the Abbasids. The Abbasids immediately moved into Mesopotamia. Kataba crossed the Euphrates in August 749. The Umayyad commander Yazid ibn Umar ibn Hubayra was determined to block Kataba's advance to Kufa. On August 28th, the Abbasids decided to launch a nighttime raid on the Umayyads to prevent them from preparing for battle, but Kataba was killed during the raid. Command over the Abbasid troops passed to Kataba's son Hassan. Despite the loss, Yazid ibn Umar's forces were routed during the raid and forced to flee to Wasid. As the Abbasids neared Kufa, Muhammad ibn Khalid al-Khazri started a riot and occupied the city's citadel. When Hassan ibn Kataba arrived at Kufa, he encountered no resistance. Since Ibrahim ibn Muhammad died in prison, the Abbasids needed a new head of their house. Leading members of the Abbasid family who escaped capture fled from Humayma to Kufa. There was some confusion since Abu Salama, an Abbasid officer, wanted to select a descendant of Ali, but the rest of the Abbasids acted quickly and selected Abu al-Abbas, a brother of Ibrahim ibn Muhammad, with the title al-Safa, meaning the bloodthirsty. Abu Salama was forced to concede to the majority, and he would later be put to death in obscure circumstances for trying to replace the Abbasids with the Alids. Meanwhile, another Abbasid army crossed into Mesopotamia from Nahavand. This army, led by Abu An, encountered Umayyad forces led by the caliph's son Abdallah on the banks of the Lesser Zab River in the neighborhood of Shahrazur. Abu An decisively defeated the Umayyads in August 749, and when news of Abu An's victory reached Marwan in Haran, he set out with his own troops, encamping at the Greater Zab River. The Abbasids remained at their positions for several months, and during this time, Abu An transferred command to Abdallah ibn Ali, who arrived from Kufa with reinforcements. The Battle of the Greater Zab was fought on January 25th, 750. Abdallah ibn Ali ordered the Abbasids to dismount and extend their lances, forming a spear wall. The Umayyad cavalry charged forward, but that was a grave mistake. The Abbasids held firm and butchered the Umayyads, forcing them into retreat. Additional Umayyads, including the deposed Caliph Ibrahim, drowned in the Greater Zab. Umayyad resistance collapsed following the Battle of the Greater Zab. Marwan II retreated to his residence in Haran, but when Abdallah ibn Ali drew near, he was forced to flee with his family. After a short siege, the Abbasids captured the Umayyad capital, Damascus, in May 750. The Abbasids pursued Marwan into Egypt, where he was finally tracked down and killed in August 750. With the fall of Wasid, which was the last bastion of Umayyad resistance, the Umayyad Caliphate was effectively over. That brings me to the end of everything I wanted to talk about, which was the roughly 150-year period beginning with the rise of Islam under the Prophet Muhammad, continuing with the Rashidun Umayyad Caliphates, and ending with the Abbasid Revolution. This period witnessed the rise of a new religion, Islam, on the world stage, yet non-Muslims were allowed to practice their religions freely. Glorious conquests stretched the caliphate's borders as far west as Portugal and as far east as China's western border. 
In addition, this 150-year period set up future historical developments, namely the schism between the Sunni and Shia, the establishment of later Islamic empires, and wars with neighboring powers like the Byzantines. So to state that this historical period was important is an understatement, and it's for all the above reasons that this period is so fascinating. It has been a pleasure putting this series together. I realized I messed up some of the pronunciations, and neglected some crucial pieces of information, and also struggled with the audio quality in the early episodes, but I had fun. In fact, I had so much fun that in the near future, I intend to produce another series about another empire or civilization. As for which one, I'm going to keep that a secret. However, that will take some time, so stay tuned.